Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, I talk with Joe Babby, who's building his own SEO agency. Not long ago, Joe found himself overworked and missing out on important life events. That's when he realized he had to make a change. So over the last year or two, Joe has scaled his agency in a way that loops him out of his business more and more. Being okay with being out of the loop can be a real challenge, but it also opens up all kinds of freedom, opportunity, and growth for your business. If you ever feel burned out or like you're a bottleneck in your own company, this episode is for you. I'll be right back after this quick message from our sponsors. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee from Milo.co, and uh, I'm on my own solo today. Well, solo hosting, that is. Uh, I'm joined by a friend of mine, Joe Babby. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? I'm so glad you're here. I appreciate you jumping on the show today. Joe, we've uh, we've interacted quite a bit in the past over email and stuff, but we've never really chatted on the air uh, like this, so this is fun. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Good man, me too. Um let's let's give uh let's give our listeners just a quick taste of maybe what they can expect today before we dive into like your background and stuff. Um we're going to be talking a little bit Joe about your uh your experience growing your business over the last uh how long would you say? Um uh, oh like every other freelancer I kind of dipped my toe in. Yeah, um, sure. But- for the last two years, I would say I've, I've been, it's been my sole, my sole passion, you know? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So growing your agency over the last couple of years, you were telling me some really cool stories. So I'm excited to dive into that. Um, but we're going to talk especially about like uh, taking yourself out of the loop. So it's something that we all struggle with as we grow our businesses. It's like, I really want to be as involved as possible because I don't want it to go wrong. My livelihood depends on this, you know? Uh, and so, Joe, you're going to share some good advice with us today. I'm excited about like how to take yourself out of the loop so that your business can kind of run in, in some ways without you, uh, so that you're not like still just trading hours for money on a daily or weekly basis. So, uh, I, I'm excited about that. Let's let's start off by uh, talking a little bit about your business, where you are currently. Like, what what are you currently building, Joe? Tell the I guess give the listeners a reason to stick around for the next thirty minutes. Yeah. Or so. So uh, um, what we do now is we're a full-service SEO agency, which means that we handle everything from A to Z. So we come onto your website, do the technical audit, 
Then we do, you know, keyword research, even write the content for you Mm -hmm. and do the backlink outreach for you. So there's a lot of moving parts that are going on within my business. So being out of the loop is almost essential for me. Yeah, that's actually how we first met. Uh, You were doing some outreach for someone else. Uh, I obviously run a blog, and and so we uh, collaborated on a couple things. And and um, yeah, when we met, were you like growing an agency at the time, or was that Joe the freelancer more? Uh, That was that was. I would say that's my puberty stage where I had (laughs) kind of in between. Yeah, exactly. Where I was just really working out the kinks of how to how to really create processes around certain aspects of the business. Yeah. Okay, cool. And now you're you're running a successful agency. How many people are working with you on your team? So right now I've got five people. Yeah. On my team. And so a full-time project manager, another SEO specialist, um, and then I have someone that manages the Google My Businesses based on the SEO specialist's suggestions. And then we have a a developer partner that we use from time to time and a VA that helps me, you know, keep my life organized. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that, that's awesome. Can you give us like an idea of, uh, I, I guess the, the money side of things, like how are things looking in terms of, of financial growth for your business? So financial growth, I would say within the, the past two years, we have quadrupled the, the monthly retainer. So like, Wow, nice. Uh, yeah, exactly. So right now we are at with with the current staff, I would say somewhere hovering between depending on the one-off work that we do, we, we bounce between 30 and 40 a month. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great foundation, um a great agency. So uh, needless to say, like listeners, you have a lot to stick around for if you're if you're looking at building a business that really kind of takes you out of the loop and still generates great uh, revenue every month. So, Joe, let's uh, let's let's dive in a little bit. I guess uh, I guess you know when did you realize you wanted to go from being a freelancer to being a founder? That's of course what this show is all about. When was the moment when you said like it can't just be me anymore? I can't just do it on my own. Um, you know what? I I found out when I realized that I, I was missing. Just life events, right? With my, fam- I'm a very family oriented mm, person, yeah. and so I knew I wanted to grow, but I was always scared. And I think that the 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 biggest hurdle for me was knowing that I have to to, to pay someone else, and their livelihood now depends on me, also. Mm. And so uh, once I started missing family events, I, that's when I decided that you know what, this is. You know, something's got to change because I can't continue to do this for the rest yeah. of my life. You were just working like way too many hours. Everything kind of hinged on the work you did or didn't do throughout the week. Yeah. And and, and honestly, part of it too is just the, the level of quality I like to deliver things. Mm. And so when I'm, if I drop balls and, or the, the, the level of quality isn't there because I had so many things on my plate, uh, it, it really beats me up. Got it. And so then you end up like working overtime or working really long hours to make sure that everything's perfect, um, going back and fixing things. And like, I think a lot of us deal with that kind of perfectionist syndrome. And that ends up, you know, equating to a lot of work, uh, particularly if we don't have anyone to help us. Yeah, exactly. And you're trying to do it all yourself. And sometimes you're just not the best suited person to do certain yeah. things. I love that you said that actually, because like if you're a perfectionist, 
uh, and you're a, you're a solo, you're a team of one, it's like impossible to get everything perfect, right? And so, um, like you said, you're not the best fit. Like maybe you're not, you know, in an SEO company, maybe you're a better project manager and not the best writer or something like that. Like we were talking about that before we hit record here. Um, you, it's a lot. It's hard to like grow a company and do all the pieces perfectly and do them all by yourself. And it's it's hard to recognize that there's gonna be someone who can do it better than you. But that's quite often the case. Like very rarely is is there not someone who could do at least as good as you or maybe better? At least that's been my experience. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Joe? Yeah, actually, to really drive the point to some of my clients sometimes, because I made the mistake of naming my agency after myself, is, hmm. um, is I actually tell them that like I know gooder writers and I use bad grammar on purpose. <laughs> yeah. To really drive that point home. That's funny. Yeah, so I I think like a lot of times as freelancers because we start and we start doing, you know, at least when we begin we're doing everything on our own. We start to feel like well no one's going to understand our business as well as I do. No one's going to care as much as I do. No one's going to be as good at whatever that skill is that I do. How do you overcome that? Like how how do you actually It sounds like it was maybe easy for you, but what advice would you have for other people who are saying like no one else could do this as well as I could or no one's going to care as much as I do? How do you overcome that fear? So um, the writing, it, it, it was just natural to me. Like, this is not something that I'm going to be doing. So. Yeah. But in terms of like SEO strategy and things like that, um, I, it, it was definitely very fearful. Mm. I, I would say that um, if it's something that you truly, truly are good at uh, and being honest with yourself that you're good at it, like really write down your philosophies. And when you do that process of hiring somebody, you know, create almost like a checklist where I say, Hey, describe your philosophy in my instances, SEO. And, you know, I, I got lucky and someone checked a majority of those boxes mm. and I was like, this is great. And like the boxes that weren't checked, um, were easily teachable. Okay, right? cool. Yeah. I love the idea of like aligning your philosophy with someone else's or, or rather making sure theirs aligns with yours because um, yeah, like like hard skills you can teach, a lot of soft skills you can teach. Philosophy, though, it's like if you can bring someone on board who believes um, believes that a, a business should function a certain way or a service should be provided a certain way, like you're you're way ahead of the game uh, than if you bring in someone. Even I'd say over, I'd prefer that over someone with excellent hard skills who like doesn't get the vision or doesn't get doesn't agree with your philosophy or whatever. Um, they might be very very like, talented technically but it but it's really hard to like change philosophy or change vision or idea that takes a lot more time and effort i think than training on hard skills yeah i i think that and then the the enthusiasm to learn mm. and to, to adjust mm. um I, I get that like hey i'm good at what i do but like obviously i don't know everything and so I, i'm thinking of like my first hire the other seo specialist Israel. I mean, he's a better SEO than I am now any day of the week. I defer to him sometimes when I'm confused by a question. But his enthusiasm to learn and his enthusiasm to keep up on top of SEO, it was just phenomenal. And it just like, for me, the enthusiasm is what sold me. Because uh, anyone yeah. with enthusiasm is going to enjoy what they're doing. And uh, I, I mean, I, I love that he enjoys what he's doing. I, I love seeing him explain things to me, even though I'm one of those high level guys. Yeah. Yeah, but he gets into the weeds because he's so excited about all the details behind it. Yeah, exactly. Um it's it's I love it. Like 
it's like it's like watching a beautiful mind, right? Or, <laughs> yeah, or, or real hunting. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Like, pa- I think passion and enthusiasm and vision and philosophy; those are all things that are like really, really hard to teach. Uh, and, and yeah, I would take that any day of the week. I think as I as I'm hiring, I would take that over hard skills any day of the week. In fact, that's that's kind of how we formed our team. Our, my, the members of my team have all jumped around like to different uh, positions, or that we've changed what their position looks like, or we've changed the day to day tasks. And really, it's just their enthusiasm for like helping freelancers and um, and serving freelancers. That's like a passion we all share, and we just kind of do whatever work it takes to to fulfill that you know that mission. So I think that's really cool. Like if you have a if you have a bigger picture vision or philosophy about what your company does or why it does it. Um, it becomes a lot easier to find the right people potentially. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think part of it too is just kind of being clear and open about what you know about your own personality and not trying to mm. um, not trying to really be. I don't want to. It sounds terrible. Not trying to be too professional, but like in a sense that my team gets it. Like I love delivering good product, but I also love delivering great customer service also. Mm. And so they understand that and they take portions of my personality away from me and implement that into the business for me. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Cool. Well, I want to I want to dive into maybe the meat of our conversation which is like how to take yourself out of the loop, how to be okay with being out of the loop, uh how to actually embrace being less involved in your business as you begin to hire and you begin to scale. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here to hear a message from our sponsors. And when we get back, Joe, uh, I know you're going to just drop like some knowledge bombs on us about uh, how to take yourself out of the loop and embrace that mentality as you scale your business. We'll be right back. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane, effective home workout. That's because Hydro 
pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Hello and welcome back to Freelance to Founder. I'm Preston Lee from Milo.co and with me uh, so far on this episode is my friend Joe Babby. He's been talking a little bit about how he uh, started growing his agency, started as a freelancer, obviously, hired a few people. We've talked about philosophy um, versus hard skills, really cool stuff so far. And now Joe's going to, I think, unload some really cool information about how to take yourself out of the loop and how to embrace the idea of like looping yourself out of your business in order to help it grow. Joe, where should we start this segment of the conversation? I would say, um, I would say the best place to start in the segment of the conversation is to how to really create an environment where you almost have to be out of the loop. Okay, let's do it. So, so let's say I've, I've decided, you know, much like you did years ago, or not, I guess not years ago, not very long ago, you said, I can't continue to do this. I'm missing too many family functions. I'm missing important life events. Um, I have to start looping myself out of my company at least a little bit. Where, yeah, where do you start by how do you start building that kind of environment? So, I, I mean, I, I kind of did this by accident. Um, what ended up happening was, is, 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 Hopefully, if you're at this point, you're successful enough to be able to take some, take a break, right? And so what I had did was, is I lied to myself and said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to work from Cancun for a month. And um, I did for the most part, but not like I normally do. <laughs> and so it left, um, it left a lot of the fires and a lot of, it, uh, one, it left a lot of the fires to be handled by my team. But also, it showed me the kinks in my armor mm. to allow me to, when I came back home, to address those kinks so that way I can actually further take myself out of the loop. Okay, interesting. How so? So, um, for, the, for the most part, um, because I was in Mexico, my phone plan, like, it only got so much data. I wasn't getting every email, but luckily I started training my clients already to start message, or start including my project manager mm, okay. on each of the emails. And so um, what, what I started to see happen is, is I'm on the beach, I'm going in and out of the ocean, and uh, I start to know, you know, I, I'm, I'm missing emails, but at the same time, they're being handled, right? And that was like the first light for me was, hey, you know, start trusting your team. Mm, right? Yeah. Uh, before I tried to micromanage everything. And I, I, to be honest with you, I, I'm sure if I were to ask my team now, because we're, we're pretty close now and we, we're pretty candid with each other, I, I'm sure it annoyed the heck out of them. <laughs> yeah. um, and, I, and I think they, they're getting a lot more enjoyment out of the ownership of, of actually owning problems rather than me carrying the whole burden. Mm, yeah, I've been there. I mean, it's it's so funny. Like you, you do your best to hire competent people, and then 
yeah, there can be this tendency to like micromanage them. And in reality, you hired them because they're smart and talented and can get things done. Why not let them? And I have found often, like as I step back, um, the people on my team can actually get things done more efficiently than I like. They maybe find a new or better way to do the same thing I was doing if I just let them run with it, you know, instead of like saying, here's how I did it, here are the steps to follow. That can be really limiting to someone who's talented and creative and smart. They instead, it's like, no, they can find their own, you know, way to do things uh, that can be m- much better than the way you were originally doing them. A thousand percent. So, like um, Maria comes to mind for me, and I, I used to try to organize the, the projects and what should be done. And I mean, I, I looked like I was, you know, drawing with crayons. <laughs> and compared to what she was doing, right? So she's got it organized by color. I mean, she gets she's got it down to 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 the minute, right? And and she, she loves it. She's yeah. built for it, right? It comes down I to mean, that I, passion idea, right? Like she is passionate about organizing things, and you maybe like saw it as a necessary evil, something that had to get done, but you weren't that excited about. And she just like wakes up in the morning excited about getting things organized, right? Oh, a thousand, a, a thousand percent. Like she, when she shares her screen and I just look at her, her inbox. <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed. It's, it's, it looks like a bag of Skittles. She's got it so organized with colors and labels and it's like, okay, yeah, I, I, I found the right person. That's awesome. It's a really satisfying feeling too. When someone does work better than you were able to do it. Um, and is like, like kind enough to do it on your behalf. Like I know we pay people, but I just always find it so amazing that people are willing to like work and share their talents and do things on your behalf as as your company grows. Like it's super cool. Yeah, you know what? Uh, um, that's one of the things that's always boggled my mind. Right? Is like why would why would someone do this? Um, yeah. You know, share their talents like this while I try to do whatever. Right. Um. But it, to this, I mean, I, I think it, I think I owe it to the like I said before about us being so candid with each other. Mm, that yeah. I give them full reign to say, "Hey, Joe, you're slacking. Like, you needed to get this done." Or, "Hey, Joe, I need a response because like this can't be done without you. You need to be in the loop on this one." Yeah. Right. Okay, so that sounds like maybe another part of building the right environment like uh i guess let's so let's rewind a little because we were talking about building the right environment in order to bring yourself out of the loop you were in mexico um working there but really taking some time off which meant uh your team was starting to handle some of your emails what did you do from there to like take advantage of what was happening naturally to to begin to build an official culture and environment in your company of of your team being able to handle things that they're good at as opposed to having everything go through you. Yeah. So, I I mean, so part of that environment was, is that some things were, were falling through the cracks or I was having clients that, you know, sounded like they were singing their favorite Madonna song. Like, what have you done for me lately? (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, that's, those are the kinks that we started to notice, right? Is uh, SEO is a lot of background work and it's a lot of, it's a lot of if I don't show you what we're doing, or yeah, if I don't show you what we're doing, you don't know that it's happening. Mm, yeah. Or you don't realize that you're getting extra contact form fill-ins or phone calls because of us. And so from that point forward, 
that's when I was able to leverage my team and say, hey, we need to work together and figure out how we can do a, a weekly cadence of what's been done and then what's going to be done the next week. So if you look at our new website, my new website, it's it's we're all about transparency on what's being done, what has been done, and what's going to happen. And like, you get to see your whole SEO plan before it's even executed, right? And so that was actually born out in while I was in Cancun, right? Is we were having these balls drop and then, you know, I, I sat down with my team and I created the environment of trust saying, hey, how do we communicate our value to these customers that are asking us, what have you done for me lately? And so uh, between, and at the time I only had Israel and Maria. So I've, I've been growing pretty quickly this year. Um, they they put their brains together and Israel's like, I can start documenting what I, you know, each of the actions that I'm taking on each of the websites that we're doing and, you know, start asking our writers to, you know, and, and then start asking our writers to document, you know, what, what processes they went through to get to the, to be sure to write an optimized SEO uh, piece of content. And then Maria was like, yeah, and I, I love doing, she's got like a design mind and she's, she beautifully puts it all into a, a slide deck that I think that I'll be honest with you. I think most clients throw away right away. <laughs> they never check, but they, I think the assurance of having that deck every week and every month, you know, at the end of the month is a, a, a psychological factor that yeah. my team involved in. To be honest with you, I don't look at the decks. I used to, when I, when they first started coming out, I started reading them and mm-hmm. I started and I just started saying, I know what I know what my team can do. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I I love uh for me a takeaway here is like you instead of like solving the problem on your own and then taking it to your team and saying, here's what we're gonna do. Instead, like you sat your team down and you said, We together have this problem. Like we as a company have this problem. How can we solve it? Right. That's like for me a huge way of keeping myself out of the loop. Is if I just go to my team and I say, "Here's how I, here's how we need to solve this problem. Here's what we should do." I outline this thing, then they feel like they have to come back to me like every time something goes wrong or whatever. As opposed to if I say, "How can we solve this together?" We come up with solutions together. They just run with it. They just run with their portion of the solution, you know. And so, um, I think like it, it comes back again to like trusting your people and and not treating them like uh, people you have to micromanage, but treating them like the true truly talented and smart people that they are. A hundred percent. And um, I, I, honestly, like they take pride in, in being in the solution, but mm, like yeah. they take even more pride being able to find these people that want to create a solution for an issue, right? Yeah. And not wanting to be told what to do. Yeah, for sure. It starts with finding the right people. Uh, if you, <clears throat> you know, there are, there are some positions like, you know, a lot of times when you hire a VA or something, you have to give them like, Step by step by step, every little thing. But really, uh, really, the most valuable hires you can you can get as you're scaling your business are people who can think for themselves, who can take action for themselves, who feel empowered. Um, like you know, you make that call. I'll even say that to my team. Sometimes they'll come to me and say, like, "What do you think about doing this and this and this?" And I'm like, "You know what? You can make that call. Um, why don't you make that decision? And or what do you think we should do?" And then a lot of times, you know, they just want like a, a smile and a confirmation or. Or uh, then I'm like, next time, you know, I say in maybe more polite than this, but I'll just say like, next time, don't don't bother, you know, checking with me. It's no big deal. You you can figure it out. You've got it. Uh, whatever you think is best, I trust you. So I think that can be a that can go a long way with people. 
Yeah, it's the I trust you part. Yeah. And um, I think a good, I mean, there's a, there's a risk to staying too far out of the loop. I do always make sure to, I, I check in probably once a week just to say, hey, is what do you need from me that I'm not giving you right now that can make your life easier? Yeah. Or how am I making your job harder right now? And so I think they love, I mean, I, I think they love hearing that just because they know that like, look, I'm not on an island, but I'm my own person. Yeah. I, I'm the entrepreneur of what I do. Yeah. Like I have enough autonomy and flexibility, but but I have a safety net. I have I have someone who's here to support me and help me uh, as I, you know, make decisions or whatever. I love that. So what else? Like uh, what else do people need to keep in mind as they're trying to loop themselves out of their business? Yeah, I, I mean, so it this did, like it didn't happen overnight. Mm. So, you know, the 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 employees I do have, I did document what it is that they're doing and came up with an SOP. And I have them follow the SOP to a T for like the first two or three weeks. But and if anyone I, if anyone listening doesn't know what an SOP is, fill us in there. Joe. Oh, it's a standard operating process. Yeah, great. So, so it's like what you know in any given scenario, what's the standard operation that our company does to solve the problem, complete the project, go from A to Z? Can you give us an example of maybe one that you can think of a, a simple one off your top of your head? Yeah, yeah. So a, a simple one off my head would be like the way we audit websites, right? And so uh, typically we have a step by step way of you know, all right, pull the website sitemap, put it into this tool. Take this separate tool and take, and then we, and you know, take Screaming Frog and crawl all the pages, and then export all their Google Analytics data, export all their uh, Google Search Console data, and then put it in this one spreadsheet. And then I actually even tell them how to look at each page once everything's loaded up into one spot. But like, after you've done it three or four times, there's certain steps that you can skip. Or mm, yeah, you may or there's have a, a better way to do them, or something, right? Exactly. Or you have yeah. a different perspective on how to um, on how to on on how to look at a, a particular page, right? So, like a, another example would be is like we have I, I had a spreadsheet that would tell you how many internal links should you have to each page on your website, mm. and uh, Israel built something completely custom on his own that made way more sense than what I was doing. I was like, all right, well, you're the standard now, man. Like, nice. I reward that. Like, I, I love, I love it when they do something new. I, I get excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. I love that. So maybe in the last few minutes here, walk us through, like, walk us through how your uh, involvement in your business is different now that you're out of the loop versus when you were feeling like you were missing you know, important life events, you were way too involved in your business. Like how, what does it look like now to, to be, cause it's not like you're on the beach, uh, you know, not working at all while your team's slaving away somewhere. Like you're still involved in your business, but how, do, how have things changed? So for me, things have changed is, is um, I am able to travel a little bit more now and that's like the glorious side of it. But um, for, for the most part, now I get to focus on the sales and growing the business, mm, right? Yeah. And and actually continuing my SEO education because it, it, it continues to grow, yeah, uh, or it continues to change really. And so you know, most of my day is really focused on 
on lead gen and uh, and, and and sales calls, right? So uh, I know that if I, I I know that if I pitch something, I'm I actually like psychologically, I feel more confident now that I can deliver it. That's As awesome. To before, you always had that imposter syndrome in the back of your head saying like, "Are you actually going to be able to deliver this?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because now you've got the systems and processes in place uh, that you know exactly what's going to happen once they say, yes, we're hiring you. Uh, you have people to help you keep it organized, move the projects forward, and complete the projects success- successfully. So that's a, that's a good feeling. I love that you brought up like this opportunity cost idea because this is something we talk about on the show all the time, which is like, what's the opportunity cost of you doing everything yourself? The opportunity cost is uh, you... Don't have as you don't have infinite hours in the day, and so every hour you spend on, in your case, SEO, or in a designer's case, you know, actually doing the design work, or in a writer's case, actually writing. Every moment you spend on the that kind of work, the deliverable to the client is an hour you can't be spending on business development, finding new clients. This is why so many freelancers go through the feast famine cycle, right? Because it's like famine time. There's no work, so they sell, 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 sell. But then they've sold so much that there's tons of work to be done, so they have to work, 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 work. And you can't do them both at the same time because you only have so many hours in a day. And so you work, 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 and then the next month, you don't have any clients because you weren't selling. And so, uh, yeah, I think I love that you've talked about like having a process to hand off things so that you can focus on the, the business-growing aspects of your company. Yeah, I, I, I tell my team, I call it uh, making sausages. Because we've done it so many times now, it's just we we crank it out. Yeah, you know, you just like a well-oiled machine. You know exactly what's going to happen. Um, and and you're right. It does. It gives you confidence when you're pitching. You can say like, "Yes, I'm confident we can get this done." We've seen the results. Um, you can pitch your value a lot more confidently. So I love all of that. Yeah, it, honestly, sales calls between then and now are night and day. Like. Yeah. I'm way more confident. Just, just like a casual conversation we're having right now is how I feel during a sales call. Well, before it was more, you know, more of the, are you sure? Like kind of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uncertain of myself, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's worth it in and of itself, I think. Yeah. It, honestly, my, that, I think that's the start of how we started growing so quickly this year. Mm. Yeah, um, because now you've been able to dedicate most, if not all, of your time to business development and growth, uh, and that's—I mean—it sounds so simple, but that's how a company grows, right? <laughs> you, you don't—you don't grow a company by uh, sending deliverables to clients, although that's obviously important and an important part of the process. You won't last very long if you can't do that successfully, but but you won't grow unless you can dedicate a significant amount of time to business development, sales, pitching, all of that kind of thing. Yeah, and I would actually even add the psychological portion of it, right? Mm-hmm. So before when I was selling, I would while I'm selling, I'm thinking about the amount of work I had to do to mm, yeah. deliver on what I was talking about. So it was like trying to hit a fastball where now like each sales call was like trying to hit a fastball where now I feel like I'm playing T-ball because I know I <laughs> yeah. can deliver it and it's like out of it's off my mind. I love that, man. I mean, I think that's a that's a great way to wrap this thing up. Why don't you tell some of our listeners where they can uh, catch up with you and your company so they can watch some of the work that you're doing? Cool. So, um, as an SEO, I got to plug my website first. Of course. Uh, jpda.co. And uh, you can find us there. We're regularly 
blogging and um, we actually just revamped the website. So actually my website, New Design, is is me actively trying to be out of the loop in terms of uh, of uh, you know the work that we do and, and trying to make it less me focused. Nice. Um, you can also find me at uh, JPDA underscore SEO on Instagram. And if you search Joseph Paul Digital Agency on on Facebook, uh, you'll you'll find me there also. But the, the most active, and I think where I'm most popular, is on LinkedIn, and that's um, slash in slash uh, Joe Babby SEO. Nice, perfect, and we'll we'll be sure to link up to all of that in the show description as well, so you can just. Right in your podcast player, you can just uh, look right at the description. We'll have links to all of Joe's stuff so that you can check him out more. But Joe, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, hearing your story, and uh, thanks for sharing with us some of this uh, these tactics to really loop yourself out of your business. I've appreciated it. I hope the listeners have too. Hey, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, sure thing. Take care, man. Thanks. Bye. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.